Hey everybody, what you are about to listen to is an episode of Am I Dying? Here at Offscript, we've taken the Am I Dying show, put a twist on it, and created the new Is It Serious podcast with Dr. Mark Lewis and Dr. Jean-Luc Neptune. Think of it this way. The Am I Dying docs discuss lots of symptoms, while the Is It Serious docs answer lots of questions. And all of the episodes are here on this feed for your listening pleasure. For new episodes, don't forget to subscribe, and thanks for listening. Okay, what are we talking about? Loss of consciousness. Oh, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> That's not good. You're a cardiologist. <laughs> now, actually, loss of consciousness, we should also include dizziness, right? Absolutely. Okay, are we all ready? Let's kick it off. Hey, everyone, it's Dr. Chris Kelly. And I'm Dr. Mark Eisenberg. And this is Am I Dying, a conversational podcast about your symptoms and what to do next. Today on the Am I Dying podcast, we are talking about loss of consciousness and everything that leads up to it. Dizziness, lightheadedness, uh, that's that feeling that something's about to give. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, all the different reasons that can happen and, and when you should be worried about it. Yeah. So it is pretty scary. Um, people all the time come to see us with uh, dizziness or lightheadedness or blacking out. But loss of consciousness, it really needs to be uh, taken seriously. So loss of consciousness in the medical community is known as syncope, S-Y-N-C-O-P-E, a word that does not look the way that it's pronounced, but trust me, it's syncope. And Wait, wait, not syncope? Yeah, don't don't call it syncope. You know, I've actually had patients come into the office saying that I, I think I experienced syncope. And <laughs> that's a bit of a tell that they've been reading a lot online, uh, but they never uh, checked to see how something was pronounced. So yeah, don't tell your doctor you have syncope. Just as a matter of fact, don't use any medical terms at all. Just describe it the way uh, the way that you've experienced it. Just say what your symptoms are. Now, Mark, I have a question for you before we get into the medical nitty gritty. Uh, when can we fairly call it swooning? I don't even know what that means. Swooning? Isn't that like when you're in love? Yeah, I think swooning is when you um, faint because of an extreme emotional experience. I, I think it helps if you're a mid-18th century damsel uh, wearing a white dress. It could have been the uh, clothes they were wearing too. But you know, the clothes the guys wore weren't so nice either. But actually, you're just bringing up a very interesting thing. It's the same It's the same mechanism. Um that happens when you know when you watch the movies that someone sees blood and they all of a sudden black out. That's actually has its own term called vasovagal syncope. So we're going to get into that and all all the other different causes of syncope or loss of consciousness in this episode. So so let's just start with a, a very brief primer on uh, what it signifies. So if you lose consciousness, uh, there's a couple different things that could be going on, but the main issue is that your brain is not getting enough blood flow. Um, and that's because, isn't that what they said about you after they saw your SAT scores? <laughs> Excuse me. I did much better than our president, for example, and good, good enough to get into college. That's not true. He didn't take his own SATs. I heard someone took it for him. Like I said, I did better than our president. He should have had you take it for him. <laughs> well, seeing as I was a uh, negative 15 years old when he, there are probably more than that when he took his SATs, I don't think I would have been much help. Anyway. Yeah. My brain generally has a uh, good blood flow and I know it does right now because I'm talking, uh, because, uh, without good blood flow in the brain, you can't really do much of anything. When the blood pressure to the brain temporarily drops, uh, that's when you feel lightheaded woozy. And, and if that happens for long enough, uh, you lose consciousness. Now, 
there's other reasons uh, that you can lose consciousness, stroke, seizure uh, being among them, or head injury. Or blood, yeah, head injury and blood around the brain that all of a sudden like squishes the brain. But the truth is, with stuff like that, you're not just going to black out and then regain consciousness. Exactly. One other thing we should add, that um, when people actually have, what well, in cardiology, a blood pressure issue causing your blacking out or loss of consciousness, they usually regain consciousness and you know where you are. Because you have to, you have to differentiate uh, the cardiology drop in blood pressure for someone having a seizure. Right. So if you lose consciousness and uh, you're down for a prolonged period of time, or when you recover consciousness, you're confused for a prolonged period of time. For a prolonged period of time, not just a few seconds. Yeah, but uh, and if people witness you shaking, or you bite your tongue, or pee in your pants. That's likely a seizure. That's indeed not blood pressure problem. But that that should be pretty. That's a totally that those people should see the neurologist. Well, those people should go to the emergency, go to the emergency room. room. Yeah, and likewise, if you have a stroke, uh, you can lose consciousness up front. Um, usually, if you do regain consciousness spontaneously, you're going to have some other residual yeah. neurological abnormality, like uh, inability to move parts of your body or slurred speech. That that doesn't happen with straight up normal loss of consciousness because of a temporary drop in blood pressure to your brain. So we've talked about uh, what causes loss of consciousness and, and other causes uh, that, that we're not going to focus on, like seizure and stroke. Backing up one step, you can have a drop in blood pressure to your brain that doesn't make you lose consciousness, no. but makes you feel terrible. And usually we call that lightheadedness. Yeah. So when people say that they feel dizzy, an important part of that is trying to determine whether it's lightheaded, which is like a woozy sensation, like you know your vision is fading, you're feeling like you're about to pass out. Versus dizzy, like, you know, vertiginous, like the room is spinning or your balance is unstable or like just like your head is spinning. That, that's a completely different kind of thing. And, and that can last all day. You know, all these terms are sort of used interchangeably. Uh, dizziness with vertigo is very different. So vertigo is when all of a sudden you feel like you're on a roller coaster. The whole room is spinning. You have to keep your head straight. Uh, you're going to vomit. That's usually an ear problem. I can't say that I've ever experienced that except uh, a couple times during college after I drank too much. Yeah. If uh, the, the spins, as people call them, if you've uh, imbibed a little bit too much, that that is vertigo. I suspect it also happened in your med school years too, from what I hear. It's possible. Um, and it's interesting. I actually, um, being a complete nerd, looked into these sorts of things. And if your blood alcohol level gets high enough, you know, alcohol has a different specific gravity than water. And so when it gets into your inner ear, uh, which is the balance control center of the brain, it wreaks havoc on your balance center and um, makes you feel really dizzy and vertigo. So if uh, if you're spinning around unstable after too many drinks, that's what's going on. But we're going to talk about it later. There's also alcohol-related blackouts too, right? Yeah, well, for sure. I mean, you're going to tell us all about your personal extensive experience with these. <laughs> so tons of concepts being thrown out here. What we're really going to focus on here, though, is not vertigo, not seizure, not stroke, but the loss of consciousness or the feeling like you're about to lose consciousness because of a drop in blood pressure to the brain. And how do you know if it's something that's benign and you just need to make sure you're not dehydrated or... Uh, it's something that could be serious and you should be seen by a heart doctor very quickly, like you might need a pacemaker or something. So Mark, you threw out a term. Uh, North Wait, do we have to take a break now or we don't? Oh, not yet. I'm just getting started. Oh, good, good. If we take a break now, then we've basically just made an eight minute teaser. Yeah, but my beer is getting cold. <laughs> <laughs> you mean your beer is getting warm? Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> 
let's let's just spend two minutes talking about something. Then we'll, you can go sip your beer and we'll take a break. So uh, vasovagal syncope, term that you threw out uh, earlier in the show. Why don't, why don't you explain for folks what that is? Okay. So that actually is considered a benign form of blacking out. However, what does that mean? If you're driving a car when it happens? Yeah, not so benign. You go off the road at 80 miles an hour. Yeah, if you drove over a bridge. But basically, it means it's uh, basically it's a blood pressure issue. We all have, if you remember from high school, the sympathetic nervous system, the fight or flight, the adrenaline, which is your epinephrine. Uh, sort of an easy way to look at this is when some animal is charging at you, you your adrenaline level, you see him, your adrenaline level spikes, and uh, that causes all these things to happen in your body, like your pupils will dilate, blood will go to the muscles, so you could run away from the animal. But there's sort of checks and balances in our body. So the opposite of the sympathetic nervous system is the parasympathetic nervous system, which relaxes you. You know, another term people usually use is the vagus nerve, which they said, you know, coordinates it. So what happens in vasovagal syncope is your adrenaline level zooms up, uh, your sympathetic nervous system is all charged, and then the parasympathetic uh, system is a way of checks and balancing somehow overshoots and it causes your whole body to sort of dilate. Is that is that too complicated? I think that's perfect. And so you, you get this withdrawal of adrenaline tone from your body and your blood pressure drops, your heart rate drops, even if just for a few seconds, but you can feel horrible during that period. Yeah. So the the telltale sign that it's vasovagal, nothing to really worry about in terms of it's not an abnormality of your heart or an abnormal heart rhythm is that right before you black out, there's usually almost a, always a warning. You could feel sweaty. You could feel nauseous. You want to vomit. And that's basically because of this uh, activation of the adrenaline and then pullback of the adrenaline. So usually there's a warning. You all of a sudden feel very sweaty, nauseous, vomiting. And even when you come to, you know where you are and you just don't feel right. You're sweaty, you're nauseous. That's usually a, a sign that you have this, what people consider a benign form of blacking out called vasovagal syncope. Another feature that is pretty important about this is that there's often a trigger, some kind of situation or, or event that happens that causes you to lose consciousness. And these are pretty interesting, actually. I mean, I think a, a really common one is uh, pain. So when people are in a lot of pain, uh, another one for people is the sight of blood. Yeah. And you know, those might be survival instincts, right? Like when you're in pain or you see blood, you go to ground, like maybe playing possum, uh, so that the predator passes you over. Yeah, but you're you're already you're only down for a few seconds. For whatever reason, this uh, this gets passed on as a survival instinct. But there's other reflexes uh, for people who stand for too long, especially in the winter when you're wearing all these coats and you're like on a subway or something and you start to sweat. It can cause a quick rise in your adrenaline and then a drop, and then your blood pressure just sort of plummets and you black out. In addition, uh, some people have some more interesting triggers, laughing, coughing, <laughs> urinating, defecating. L luckily, we don't make many of our fans laugh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I actually have that, Mark, but because you never make me laugh, <laughs> cough, or cry, it's, it's never been an issue in our relationship. So yeah, so if you pass out in response to a specific trigger and you feel this kind of warning shot of, of warmth and lightheadedness, that's probably vasovagal. Okay, now let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about the more dangerous causes of loss of consciousness and uh, when you should make an appointment to see a doctor, when you should head over to the ER stat. Stick with us. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. 
They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, and we are back. Today we are talking about loss of consciousness. In the first half of the episode, we talked about different causes of loss of consciousness. We're focusing on the ones that cause a a drop in blood pressure to the brain, uh, which makes you pass out for a few seconds. Other things like seizure uh, and stroke are usually pretty easy uh, to identify because of the many other issues that they cause. We're not covering those today, but obviously those are dangerous and you should go to the ER right away. We left off talking about vasovagal syncope. It's the most common cause of syncope i.e. loss of consciousness. Did we say it's syncope or is it syncope? Syncope, syncope. (laughs) But it is benign in the sense that the uh, condition itself uh, does not cause any damage to your brain, but it's not so benign if it happens when you're driving or standing on a ledge or operating a chainsaw. So if you- Or you're a pilot. So if you do have vasovagal syncope, um, you need to make sure that you- either can identify reliably the triggers that cause it and avoid them, or you need to make sure that you are not in high-risk situations where sudden loss of consciousness would lead to harm to yourself or others. Yeah, most people usually outgrow this vasovagal syncope, or they put on a few pounds and for some reason they don't have it anymore. But uh, the, the important thing is you should just if – you, if you're one of those people who actually blacks out when you stand for too long or – or you just sort of quickly see something, or you have a sharp pain in your abdomen and you black out, there's almost always a warning, and you just have to get used to knowing that warning. So if you're one of those people who stands on a subway when it's hot and you black out, you know, if you all of a sudden feel nauseous or, or sweaty, and those are your normal symptoms, you have to sit down right away, even if it's on a dirty floor, so you don't black out. So most people, after a while, get to know what their warning is. You know, the way to really prevent it, like if you're one of those people who blacks out before you get your blood drawn, when you get your blood drawn, you might have to have some salty, like something salty before, you know, make sure you're not dehydrated because being dehydrated on top of this propensity to blackout uh, can make it worse. And if you feel like something is coming on, please lie down on the ground. Yeah. Uh, you know, the closer to ground you can get, the less likely you are to injure yourself if you fall down. So yeah. that's there, there is one more interesting, uh, or you know, it's called micturation syncope. Micturation is when you pee, but it actually happens. Somebody they get up in the middle of the night, they go to the bathroom, especially guys when they stand up, pee, and the next thing you know it, they smashed their head against something. Ever happened to you, Mark? <laughs> I, I don't be standing up. Oh, oh, I'm only kidding. I actually do. I just feel like saying that. You, you always sit down as a precaution. <laughs> no, actually, that's what people should do, to be honest. And that's why you fully undress when you pee, so that the paramedics won't have to cut your clothes, right? <laughs> Who wants Armani to be destroyed? <laughs> But the truth is, if you are one of those people that in the middle of the night, you get up to pee and you black out, you in the future have to make sure you get to the bathroom slowly and then maybe sit down and pee if you're a man. But anyway, micturation syncope is a very... So this is another flavor of vasovagal syncope. So when, when, when should you worry about blacking out? So let's get into that right now. Like what's the most serious type of blacking out? So there's a lot of... I feel like answering my own question. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> especially when you black out without a warning. All yeah, of a sudden exactly. you're going on with your day and the next thing you know, you find yourself on the floor. 
I would add also the first time you black out, you should get medical attention pretty promptly. Because if you have a stable pattern of passing out in certain circumstances, that's one thing. But if you pass out, even if you do get this forewarning of feeling lightheaded and hot with your vision fading, it doesn't take off the table the more dangerous thing. So if it's, you know, the first time that that's ever happened to you and you weren't, you know, drinking all day long, standing in the desert at Coachella, uh, then you should probably get medical attention. So let, let's talk about some of the- wait, 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 where Coachella, where, where is that? Oh, that's a cool person thing you've probably never been invited to. What is it? It's a big concert in the desert in California. Oh, they, I thought there was like something that they burn on fire. Isn't that that that's one? That's Burning Man. Oh, what the, how that's many different. are there? <laughs> how much free time do people have? I haven't had a day off in years. And you're bummed too because you bought all those uh, fire festival tickets years back, right? Your your only concert you ever uh, invested in. Mm. It's a bust. Anyway, yeah. So if if you're a cool person and you go to concerts and you're drinking and standing around in the heat uh, and you pass out and you're young, that's probably okay as long as you get rehydrated. But if you're on the older side or if it's your first time passing out or if you even have a history of passing out, but suddenly it's very different and it's not happening in the same sort of pattern, uh, then you definitely need to get checked out right away. Even if you're a younger person, like you're in high school and you're playing basketball and you start to all of a sudden feel palpitations, yeah. dizziness, and you just collapse. That is extremely serious. You could have an actual thick wall of your heart that predisposes you to have an abnormal rhythm and the next time you could be sudden death. That's a great point. If you pass out while you're exerting yourself playing sports, that's also very concerning. So let's talk about all the different things. Basically, all of these share in common, again, the not enough blood pressure to the brain. And there's a lot of reasons that can happen. Or, Number or, one, or, or, or oh, I know what you're going to say. I was going to say an abnormal heart rhythm, but that causes a lack of blood pressure to the brain. Do we need to go back to the basics here? I'm so one step ahead of you. <laughs> <laughs> this is why your dates always go so well, right? Your conversation, you just don't allow it to go its natural course. You're cutting people off, jumping in front of them, and you wonder why you can't get a call back the next day. Anyway, Mr. Eager Beaver, why don't you lead the way? What can cause your blood pressure to drop? No, no, no. Go back to what you were saying. I, I interrupted you. I'm, I want to be polite now. So heart, heart rhythm problems, yeah. too fast or too slow. So if your heart beat drops to an abnormally low rate, uh, that can cause eventually the blood pressure to drop and that can cause you to pass out. Now we're, we're going to have all these people listening to us now saying, but Hey, my Fitbit says my heart rate is 50. So, so how do we know when, when low is too low? I mean, honestly, most people who have a low heart rate that, uh, causes them to black out, they tend to be much older. I mean, that, that really is something that's people over the age of 70 or people who are on a medication like a beta blocker or one of these medications that actually tries to slow your heart rate. Usually young people, it's very, very rare that your heart's going to pause for that long, like for five or six seconds, it's going to make you black out. Exactly. And I actually do oh, 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 Unless you have something like Lyme disease, right? I just thought I'd throw that out there. But some Lyme disease actually, right? You can go into this weird heart block. Mark, are you going to try to leave our listeners more confused by the end of this podcast than when they started with yeah, us? Forget about Lyme disease. So for the most part, especially among young, otherwise healthy people, your body can tolerate your heart rate dropping pretty low. Yeah. I mean, athletes routinely have heart rates resting in the 50s, 40s, even 30s. When you sleep overnight, your heart rate can easily drop to the 30s. And so it's really only when it gets extremely low or when you're older and your body can't compensate that a low heart rate exactly. is going to make you pass out. Um, and there's no specific way to know that you have a low heart rate causing you to lose consciousness other than 
you know, you were monitoring it and you saw it drop and then you passed out, which is an yeah. extremely unlikely scenario. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, ha having had passed out and seeing that your resting heart rate is in the 40s does not mean those are linked at all. In fact, the low heart rate could be a sign of good cardiovascular fitness exactly. and your losing consciousness may be completely unrelated. So the opposite problem can also occur. If your heart starts going too fast, mm -hmm. uh, you can also pass out. So if you know you feel your heart rate ramping up, uh, you feel it pounding in your neck and then it's just really taking off, eventually the heart can start beating so quickly that it doesn't have time to fill properly and that can make you pass out. Probably more likely among younger people. Exactly. Young, otherwise healthy people can get uh, abnormal heart rhythms, the classically a young woman with no other medical problems, and the heart rate just takes off and goes to the 240s, 250s, and, and that can definitely make you drop. Wait, wait, wait. Why are you saying young women? A lot of young guys have that too. A lot of young guys, but I, I feel like the board exams, it's always a young, healthy woman in her 30s or 40s who gets the what we call supraventricular tachycardia and passes out doesn't mean that only they can get it, but that's the, it's more common. No, I think the boards do that because everyone always thinks it's like men only have heart attacks or problems. And then women, it's always in their head and are imagining these symptoms. I don't think there's any higher incidence in women than men, is there? Mm, according to circulation, would you agree that that's a reputable journal? Never heard of it. Women are affected twice as often as men mm, oh. and present at an earlier age. So I don't think it's the board exams trying to be woke, Mark. I think there's something to I, it. I'm going to look this up after. <laughs> I welcome your research. Um, of course, it doesn't matter to the person who's actually blacking out with a rapid heart rate, whether they have a two to one chance, but still. I'm I not. Yeah, it can happen in tons of men. Men can get almost anything a woman can get almost, um, but uh, it's more likely. <laughs> so that's why the boards phrase it that way. <laughs> we should go on before we degenerate even more. <laughs> okay. So heart rate too fast, heart rate too slow. The heart rate too slow is going to be pretty hard to pick up, but uh, the heart rate too fast, you may notice. So if, if you notice that periodically out of nowhere, your pulse just starts racing away and uh, you feel lightheaded and sometimes you even pass out, that that's a pretty good sign that uh, the heart rate is the problem. A everyone who passes out or feels like they're about to pass out, is going to feel their heart going a little faster than normal. That's, that's just your heart responding. But, but if the heart going super fast is the first thing that you noticed, then that's probably the issue. Okay. So heart rhythm problems. That's one thing. Mark, why don't you take us to the, uh, another group of problems that can cause you to pass out related to the heart? So what are you talking about? Like blacking out while drinking alcohol? No, uh, heart structural problems, heart valve problems, oh. much in thick, thickened hearts before athletes, you know, passing out. Again, a lot of the heart problems when your heart is too thick or there's a valve problem, and I'll get to that in a second, those usually cause blacking out while you're doing something, like you're exerting yourself. Is that fair to say? Yeah, because your, your body needs a higher blood pressure and needs more blood flow and your heart can't deliver. Exactly. So it's usually stuff that, that you know, and there's usually no warning either, although there could be a warning of dizziness or just not feeling right. But it's not always the same like it is with that vasovagal syncope where people just know that they're always sweaty and nauseous and want to vomit. But, you know, the main, the main valve, you know, you have four chambers of your heart. Uh, and the main valve that leads the blood out of the heart to the rest of your body is actually the aortic valve. And in some people, it can actually slowly over time get you know, stenotic or what's called closed off. And it, that usually happens in much older people also, but not always. And what happens is all of a sudden you're walking or something and you can black out. So your valve could actually 
you know, not not allow enough blood supply out of the heart. And that's why your blood pressure drops. Right. So that's why we said earlier in the show, if you lose consciousness while you're exerting yourself, even if you're a young athlete, that's always concerning and always needs to be checked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and a lot of you know young athletes who die suddenly uh, on the court, it can be from that problem where uh, it's not the aortic valve usually that's the issue, but the muscle underneath the aortic valve gets too thick, and and it's as if you had a valve problem because the blood can't get out of the heart. Yeah, it's called hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. Hypertrophic means the wall is just too thick. And that's the most horrible thing. You know, it's usually a high school basketball player or a football player that just in front of everyone all of a sudden while exerting himself or herself just blacks out. And you could, you know, you hope that there's a defibrillator in all these places uh, that they could resuscitate someone. But it is the most tragic thing when it happens. Yeah. This is why as a child I avoided all athletic <laughs> that no one ever no one ever put you on any of the teams. <laughs> yeah. And uh yeah, no one ever had a dangerous abnormal heart rhythm while playing video games, which to <laughs> me just always seemed much safer. Yeah. So anyway, uh we talk about dizziness and and loss of consciousness in our book, Am I Dying? Uh feel free to uh download our book or go and get a are you encouraging people to download a pirated copy of our book? <laughs> Feel free to go to Megashare and check out a PDF of our book. If you want more information, please either go to our website, amidying.com, and we actually have a whole uh, fun article on uh, alcohol-related blackouts, or uh, check out our book. And and just as a final word here, losing consciousness is often something that is not serious, but it almost always requires a workup. So if you've lost consciousness, uh, you should at a minimum make an appointment with your doctor. Uh, if you're you know over the age of 40 or if it happened with no warning whatsoever or if it happened when you were working out uh, or exerting yourself, just head over to the ER and be safe. Or an urgent care center because you need a good physical exam where they listen to murmurs and they should do an electrocardiogram where they see your heart rhythm. You need to take care of yourself. Stay safe, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe, leave a review, follow us on social, and tell all your friends to listen. Am I Dying is a production of Offscript Media. Our executive producer is Matthew Zachary. Andrew McDowell is our senior producer. Karen Lee is our production manager. Darren Tun is our production intern. Am I Dying is recorded, mixed, and edited by Ariel Nachman. For advertising and media inquiries, email media at offscript.com. Hit us up at contact at offscript.com to share comments and feedback. For more information, visit offscript.com. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.